Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Is this thing on? One, two, mic check, one, two. All right. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a point of contention. I promised when I got elected, I'd always give it to you straight from the shoulder. The good, the bad, the truth. So uh, as we head into Christmas, welcome to Point of Contention. We're back. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. It's January 13th. Happy New Year. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy's producing. Coming up on the show, Grizz are growling. Trade season's growling. Clay's return is growling. Defensive player of the year. And 2022's big disappointment. Let's go to our two contestants in this corner from the softest. Charmin soft streets of Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Celtics beat reporter and future author of the book from the mid-age. Danny Ainge's relentless pursuit of mediocrity. It's Jay the Kid, the God on Peloton. King Jay, HBO, recasting The Wire and looking for new actors. What part would be best suited for Marcus? Bunk, Stringer Bell, Prop Joe, or a character that's not black? I was going to go with Bubs. Wow. Okay. Hey, I'm with that. Okay. He, he, I'm with Bubs. He'd make a good Bubs. Bubs was a hustler. You know, I have an addictive personality. Yeah, let's, I can rock with Bubs. Uh, you gotta Bubs look, you gotta look like you don't characters. shower, and that's uh, that part just creeps me out. I don't like that. But you could do but that. Bubs though. redeemed himself, right? Man, Bubs. I mean, he did, nah. and then he didn't, and then he did, and then he didn't. Yeah, you know, exactly. roller coaster. Bubs was resilient, I, though. I, that, I, that dude always came back from shit have heavy experience with addicts so it feels it feels right to me okay well this is uplifting in this corner bay area Good legend start to this author of the, thank god we're back author of the two books about the warriors and a brand new book on sale now dynasties the 10 g-o-a-t teams that changed the nba forever it's the one and only marcus thompson marcus the wire reboot part would be best suited for jay king herc is McNulty, Stringer Bell. I'm going with Bunk. Bunk. <laughs> yes. I was hoping he would say I was. You know, so if I had to pick my wire character, mm. it's Lester Freeman. One oh, Lester Freeman's like, the best. I'm Lester that's that's the guy. Guy. Yeah, You actually are Lester Freeman. I, but yeah, I'm giving Bubs. Jay King Bunk. Like, can't you just see Jay in the bar with the dead cop on the table? Mm-hmm. Like, you yep, know, absolutely. throwing up outside. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If any of us, if right. any of us dies at the athletic, that's the the send off I expect. <laughs> Jay King just holding our dead bodies up at a bar, <laughs> ordering as many think drinks Marcus as possible. Could be Gus too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Just, I don't hate just that. Just a respectable editor for sure. Yeah, I'm into that. I think that works. All right. Who, who's like, hold on, man. I don't trust this white boy. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. This dude lying. He's had that conversation with Marcus many a time. 
<laughs> All right. This dude lie. How you get here? That's enough banter. Jade, start the clock. The Grizzlies are growling. The NBA's hottest team, the Memphis Grizzlies, won their 10th straight game Tuesday night, defeating Steph Curry and the Warriors 118-106. Memphis has now won 20 of their last 24 games, putting the Grizzlies' percentage points behind the Utah Jazz for third place in the Western Conference standings as of this recording. John Morant's 29 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists led the way for the Grizz and their franchise record streak, which includes wins over the Nets, the Lakers, which are a bad team, the Suns, and now the Warriors. Quote from John Morant after the win. We're one of the best teams in the league. Marcus, is this actually the best team in the NBA? And how confident are you about this team once we get to the postseason? They're not the best team in the NBA. You talking about the Memphis Grizzlies the Mem- or the Warriors? The Grizzlies of oh, Memphis. I'm about to be like, yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies are not the best Ooh, team in the NBA. I don't know. They are they are scary as hell though. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with them from the postseason perspective, and this is they just they're just gonna have to build their team. Like, but they just have one way to play. Period. Like they have one way to play, and if you figure out a way to play against that, that they're done. A they good, don't have a, a counter. It's a good way to play though. <laughs> It's a great way to play, right? It's a great way to play. Um, I mean, really, the key to them is to not turn the ball over, right? Force them to play half-court offense. Like, the Warriors don't do that. The Warriors turn the ball over. But, some, you know, teams that don't turn it over and you make them have to score every possession, now, you know, the percentages start to become what they are. I think whoever plays them in the playoffs – is going to walk out of that series like they lost a kidney or something, right? There's going to be you, – you're going to take you – you might not lose the series against them, mm-hmm. but you're going to lose something, and it's going to pay – you're going to pay a price. Uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the third best team in the West, though. Interesting. Like, just – I think Phoenix is better. I still think Phoenix might be the best team in the in the league. We'll see. Warriors with Clay will definitely trump trump them once Clay gets rolling. But as it stands right now, and I think the Warriors are better. They can beat Memphis. Memphis is a tough, tough matchup for them. That's not going to be a four game series. Yeah. That's going to be a, a seven. You better series. get out of yeah. here at six. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to. You don't want that well, to be seven. Somebody, right? somebody yeah. might it just might be the wrong end of that four game series. Yeah, yeah. I, I think right? that, that first <laughs> round matchup may be tough. Jay they play the Lakers in round one. Jay, I have tried to tell you all season long about the Memphis Grizzlies, and you have poo pooed it left and Me? right, dismissing it left and right. Me? Are you now on the Grizzlies hype train? I've been on the Grizzlies hype train from the beginning. I have I have been high on that. I, I this is a team that is a, a force to be reckoned with. They they're they're like one of those homegrown teams. And I saw what Clay said when he got asked whether there's he reminds they let, remind let, him of the Warriors. Let me translate what Clay was saying there. This is a good team, but you're out of your damn mind if you Clay think they like, remind you of the twenty fifteen Warriors. Disrespectful yes. questions I've ever heard. And and I get why he took it that way, and I get why he just totally shitted on the premise of that question, because they're not the Warriors. But in that same way that the Warriors were homegrown, and one year it's like, oh, that's a respectable young team. And then the next year it's like, oh, they're dangerous. And then a year later it's like, okay, they're really one of the best teams in the league now. And that's where the Memphis Grizzlies are right now. They've reached that stage where they've they've outgrown being like the the plucky underdog they've outgrown being just you know a team in the playoff mix and now they're here they are yeah. one of the best teams in the league John Morant is one of the best players in the league Desmond Bain has been awesome 
the rest of that team. And they've had a lot of injuries too. Like John Morant missed a lot of time. Dylan Brooks has missed a lot of time. And this team just keeps rolling. So they're they're here. They're here to stay. And it's been really fun to watch them. Yeah, they've they've just been super impressive. And I'm glad that you're finally on board with this Grizzlies team because I've again I've been trying to tell you all season long this Grizzlies team is for real. And they turned around their defense. Like they were literally the worst defense in the league. And then John Morant got hurt and they became the best defense in the league. And then he came back and they've still been the best defense in the league. And and look, 20 out of 24, 10 straight. Like you can't really argue with that. Yeah, you you can't argue with that at all. And and the way they're doing it too, it's just they attack teams and keep attacking teams. And Ja Morant does ridiculous things. Yeah. And Desmond Bain just keeps making play after play. And they're tough. Like they're 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 for real. They are really, really for real. I, I do put them in the upper half of the Western Conference, whether you want to put them three, four, whatever. They're in that mix. I don't think they're on the Phoenix or Golden State level, but they're right there in the next level. What do you want to do here, Jay? I don't know. Um, something has happened with my wife. Yeah. Oh, what does he mean? He's out? I just need to know if he's out. If he's out, we just continue without him. Yeah, we could just, I mean, we could just keep going and I could just play the part of Marcus. They just say, oh, technical difficulties, but we're going to keep going. I'll fill in, you know. And then we'll just start, we'll start Jay with every question and then. Wi Fi. That's very different than life. Is that? <laughs> That's very different. Oh, now it's less that we could. <laughs> I really my thought bad. your wife was yeah, in trouble. Yeah, I was like, oh, my fuck. Like, I, I thought you were like some guy. Go my, my wife. <laughs> I, I felt bad when Jay was like, hope everything's okay. Here yeah. I am. Like, I didn't know what he was I'm talking about. Like, dude, it was just my wife. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't realize I said wife. Was, I'm sitting here with a pit. I know. I was like, shit. I don't even know who shit. Dude, this pod today must have happened. Oh, and you know what? I'm very, I'm very happy for your genuine concern. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Jade, leave all this in. Take two. <laughs> Trade season is Ben season. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. With roughly one month until the trade deadline, teams are co- are combing the wires for potential deals, including Daryl Morey of the 76ers, the notorious Demo, still hanging on to Ben Simmons, who has yet to play a game this season. Sam Amick of The Athletic reported today that the length and size of Simmons' contract is a concern to some across the league. And on top of that, the Sixers are reportedly trying to attach Tobias Harris to the deal. Both guys are owed a substantial amount of money in years to come. As Kyle Kuzma put it on Twitter, how do you, how do you send out 80, 80 M's? 
ADMs, 80 millions between uh, Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. Shams Sharania reported on Monday the suitors for Ben Simmons include Atlanta, Sacramento, Portland, Minnesota, and Indiana. Jay King, will Ben Simmons be a 76er on February 11th? He can't be, can he? They cannot hold on to Ben Simmons and waste a year when Joel Embiid is this good and not even try to improve their roster. Can they? Like, is, is that a thing Daryl Morey could do? Is he really he going to? He said four to, years. He said that, but that's something you would say if you wanted to trade him. But at did the you think we were going to go to this point without even just seeing wanted, Ben Simmons out there? No, I did not. But also the news that they want to include Tobias Harris in the deal is basically saying nobody else on our roster is good enough to win a championship with Joel Embiid. We need to change mostly every like the two best other players on the team. Maybe yeah. Seth Curry's up there if you want to put him there, whatever. But they know they have a lot of work to do. They know they're not good enough. They know Joel Embiid is awesome. And Ben Simmons is literally sitting there doing nothing for them. They have to trade him. What worried me, Marcus, is when it said Ben Simmons could be ready like after a few weeks of, you know, intensified conditioning and court action. I'm like, hold on a second. A few weeks? That implies like a minimum of three. What the hell is he doing? Yeah, because two weeks, you say two weeks, yeah, right? Two weeks, yeah. you say a couple of weeks or two weeks. One week is like, oh, I'll be back. You know, he just needs a week. But a few weeks, that's at least three. Man, he's on that Clay Thompson plan. You know, like, yo, I'm ready. But, you know, give me a few weeks to get my conditioning <laughs> right, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the opposite. I think he'll be on the team. I think he'll be on the team February 11th. Because you think, I think he will Daryl Morey be on the roster stubborn. or on the team? Or the roster. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just the wanted roster. to make sure. I, I just think, wanted I to make sure. He's taking the floor. If he again. doesn't get traded, do you th- like he's got to take the floor, right? There's got to be a point where he just signs. I would think so. Right? I would think so, but not on February 11th, right? Right, but right, right. I do think Daryl Morey is stubborn. I've been told this multiple times. Daryl Morey just won't take a deal he think is bad. He just won't do it. Yeah. And as long as he over values Simmons, at least for this situation, every deal is going to be a bad deal. <laughs> like every, yeah, I mean, he, want, he wants a top a 30 deal. dude in return yeah, plus like, assets, plus cap so friendly, whatever. For him to come down, like, I mean, he started so high that even coming down is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, so eventually it's going to feel to him like he's trading like, you know, Ben Simmons for some cologne at the subway, right? Like, by the time he gets the deal he wants, the deal he's offered. So now it's like, all right, well, at least you're going to take this huge salary, well, right? At least yeah. take Tobias, right? If I'm not going to get the the return, I think it's a sign of how he views it. And I don't, I don't think he, I don't think anybody's going to break the bank to, to give up to get Simmons, right? Like if you're point. Atlanta, why would you give up John Collins for a dude who ain't played? Right. And also, like, you just basically tank your offense, essentially. Like, you, you got to move Trey off the ball because Simmons can't play off the ball, right? Like, yeah. No, I think I think Simmons as the screener for Trey would be tough. Yeah, eh, it would. It would be. But like not, a little with, not with Draymond Collins and Clint type. Capella out there clogging it up, right? It would be a very clogged. Uh, John Collins could shoot with Looney. It would, it would be really. a, but the Warriors, <laughs> but the well, Warriors anyway. have Steph. 
And, and Trey yeah. Young is not Steph. Trey Young is very good, but he's that, not Steph. That is absolutely and ben Simmons true. is not Draymond. Also, Steph can play off the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not going to screen every – you're not going to run the same play every time. And what happens when it's like, all right, Simmons, in order just to have some kind of value, you got to have the ball in your hands. And now Trey is running off screens at like 5'11", 170. Like – but 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 in order to make that deal, what would it be? What would make Daryl Morey do that deal? It's John Collins. It has to be Collins. Like, yeah. Are you giving up John Collins for bit? Like every deal that Morey would take, the other team was like, "Why am I doing that? Yeah. I'm not doing that." I mean, Ben Simmons, so ben Simmons is better than John Collins, but I don't know. Yes, yes. No but question. I don't know if John Collins is like. But you're completely rearranging yeah, your team. Yeah, because that's not a seamless and, and, fit. That's not a seamless fit. Which is probably not the worst thing for Atlanta at this point. But. Travis Schlenk, I don't know if I should have these dudes back now, Jay. I'm I'm curious what your reaction to this was when Marcus said getting cologne at the subway. Did you think a subway or did you think a sandwich shop? I thought, I mean, I immediately thought sandwich shop Buffalo chicken. (laughs) What is wrong with these people? Y'all never bought a a cologne out of a dude inside of his. I grew up in Sacramento. We don't have subway. You'll never, we have sandwich shops. Like we don't have cologne. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, Zach? I was trying to be like, you know, more national with it. We don't have subways either. We have Bart, but I figured I'd say subway. Bart goes under though. Like you got, yeah, I mean, but you know, ground, we don't like, call it a subway. No, we just don't. call it Bart. Call it Bart but I, we had, I was trying to reach out to my East rail. Coast brother light rail. And, and bring him yeah. into discussion. Oh, don't even get me started subway. on getting around that city of Boston. Go ahead and start on that garbage <laughs> layout of a city. What is Beautiful wrong with city. that city? It, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You live in L.A. It took me like five hours just to get out to your you comedy didn't show. stay in, in LA. L.A. The pro- you didn't stay in L.A. You stayed in like... An hour away from L.A. That's, that's on you. That's what L.A. is. You're no, in L.A. and no, still an hour not. away no, from L.A. No, it's not. You know, you know how I know that? Because I live in L.A. I didn't stay in Redondo Beach. L.A. is too spread if out, Beach man. is in the name of where you're staying. You're not, not, you're LA. not in L.A. Yeah, you're not in L.A. Yeah, you're not in L.A. Manhattan at all. Beach, not L.A. You know LA who knows LA? L.A.? Clay Thompson. Take three. Clay Day. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Clay Thompson made his long-awaited return to the NBA on Sunday, and what a celebration it was. Jay, play the tank. He's back! And now, in his 11th NBA season, out of Washington State University, number 11, Clay Thompson! Nine. 941 days since his last game 
Klay Thompson helped lead the Warriors past the Cavaliers 96-82 after missing 177 straight games. Klay was, wasn't shy with the trigger. He got up 18 shots in 20 minutes. He made seven, including three of eight from behind the arc. He even dunked on somebody. He reached two milestones, 12,000 career points, 1,800 career three-pointers. He finished with 17 points. That dunk was on Jared Allen, one of the best rim protectors in the league late in the second quarter. Clay said after the game, gosh, it was fun, and it was worth every single day of being away in that squat rack or on that shuttle board and all the conditioning days. It was a night to remember, and Marcus, you were there. So what did you observe Sunday night at Chase Center, and how important is Clay's return with this team poised to make some noise in the playoffs? Outside of observing a grown man say gosh in a press conference. I don't like it. Yeah, that really, I lost a lot of respect for Clay there. <laughs> he said it like three times. Yeah, I, I like, know. It was too much. Once I'll let it go. Twice I've got some <laughs> questions. Third time I'm like, come on, man. I mean, that's why. You've still why been around Draymond. Clay, right? What are you doing? I like, taking him as a gosh guy. No, either. not at why? all. That's why we love Clay because he's going to say gosh whether we like it or not. He's just going to be him. You know, it was, um, you, you, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, Zach. Like, to me, the significance of this game was like chasing or grew up a little bit. Mm, right? Yeah. That was the that was the first moment. And it, it was a moment, yo. It was a moment. And we knew it would be like the way Steph and Draymond was acting leading up to it. Like it was a it was a moment. And I was like, look at Chase. Mm-hmm. Look at Chase got a little hair on his chest today. Yeah. Is that a little mustache, Chase? Mm-hmm. Chase grew up a little mm-hmm. bit. It was it was definitely hype in there. It, you, you could feel the vibe. It was the first time you felt that in Chase. It, like, still not what we used to feel in Oracle, right? There's still, it's still a difference, but it's still it no was Oakland, something. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was something like it was emotional. It was it was touching. Like there was some drama there. And Clay is Clay, man. This dude, like, is literally trying to dunk. He landed like Spider Man. <laughs> like, he didn't just come off an ACL and an Achilles tear. Yeah. Like, he he was a savage about it. It's gonna be it's it's crazy because the, the the unique part is he's a different player. I don't know if you've watched. He's him. going he's going off like, the dribble a lot. He's yeah, dribbling he's way the, yes. more than he ever dribbled. He's like, yo, I'm taking dudes off the dribble, yeah. and the Warriors don't really have a lot of that. If Clay comes back one of the great shooters of all time and also a creator off the dribble. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. That's a problem that even Memphis might not be able to handle. I I feel like, I feel like we're going a little too far with this though. Like we're thinking because he got to the rack a few times that Clay Thompson went away for two years and is going to come back a better player. Like that's just not going to happen unless he's Kevin Durant, you know, like Kevin Durant came back as good or better. I just don't see it happening with Clay. Um, I do think he still changes everything for them. And I think it's obvious his confidence is there, which takes a lot of guys a long time to, to get not just the ability to go in traffic and finish, but the, the mentality to go into traffic and finish. And for clay to have that already is really impressive. The thing that's going to matter most to me is can he hold up defensively because obviously with his shooting even if just the threat of him shooting even if he doesn't shoot like himself he's going to be a significant plus for the Warriors offense just by the threat of him but defensively is where it's going to be make or break for him and them and I I think I'm I'm optimistic because yeah. one he he looks to be moving well and two his defense has never been about 
like I'm more athletic than people. I'm longer. Like, it's just, I stay in front of people. I use great angles. I'm as sound as a defender gets. And that to me gives him a better chance of holding up there. Even as he's returning from injury. Yeah. Marcus, there is no way in this world, Zach, I will have him playing defense. (laughs) There's no, there's no point to it in the first place, but I I was going to ask you, Marcus, like with him, because the Warriors are so good defensively, I wonder how important it is to get him back to that defensive level. I guess maybe to justify paying him $40 million a year at some point, you need him to be that. But anytime soon, they've been so good defensively. Like, I don't know that it's that important short term. I don't I don't think it is. I don't think they think it is. I don't think I don't think not this year. He's going to be that guy he used to be and he may not ever be. Uh, you just don't want him chasing point guards anymore. Like you just don't want him doing but that. Here's the That's thing. what Wiggins is for. But here's the thing: come playoff time, it's going to be Phoenix. It's going to be Chris Paul and Devin Booker taking turns going at somebody. And if Clay's not up to that challenge, that is a huge deficit. If Clay's not up to that challenge, they got Andrew Wiggins and they got Gary Payton the second. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough to avoid those matchups against the best teams. And and to I, I think he's fine. Leave the guy out of it against the best teams. I think he'll I be think fine too. I think he's fine against a guy like Booker. I think you could put him on McHale. You don't want him guard Chris Paul. You don't want him guard John Moran. I think those days are the days that are done. Yeah, like he he look. I mean, you could even put him on force. He is huge. He's like strong. He's physical. He's strong. Yeah. He's hella strong. Like Jaron Jackson could not move him last night. He's strong. I just I'd lose. A series before I have him guard John. Like yeah. it's like, yo, they're they're gonna they gotta run this thing for three four years. Like, what wh- what do you get out of it really? Uh, and unless he can go out and lock up John, but why? Right? Why? Like, there's no why there's no need to do it now. That's another reason why Gary Payton the second's emergence is huge for them because he gives them another huge. guy to throw on point guards to throw on the most dynamic yeah. ball handlers. He's been the mitten. I can't believe how good he's been this year. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I keep thinking, like, yo, is this real? I also, like, I don't know if people, because I think people look at him a lot as a young dude. Like, he's 28 years old, right? No, yeah, he's, he's, like, a, yeah, he's been around. He's been grinding this, is, this out. This is yeah. one of the most random hey, emergencies been in the since, like, yeah, like G leagues and all that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, you know what they say, guys? Defense wins championships. Speaking of, take four. It's time to get your wallets out, folks, as we look at the odds for Defensive Player of the Year, courtesy our friends over at bet MGM right now, leading the way Draymond green minus one ten, followed by Rudy Gobert at plus two forty, Giannis at plus a thousand, Mikhail bridges at plus 2000 and Joel Embiid at plus 3000. What no love for Jared Vanderbilt. Come on, man. This guy's the, one of the best defenders in the league. Come on, bet MGM. You got to do better than that. I need some Jared Vanderbilt odds. So I guess, you know what? Leave him off the board. I'll take t- plus 10,000 plus 20,000 on Jared <laughs> Vanderbilt. I'll do that. Jay, here is $500 of James Edward III's drip fund. Who you got for your defensive player of the year odds? I'm going to be born. I'm going to throw it all on the favorite. I'm throwing it all on Draymond Green. That's going to be a winner. Nobody else deserves that award this year. Draymond Green has been back to peak Draymond after a couple of years where He wasn't quite there. I think the situations dictated that he wasn't fully locked in. He's locked in. That Warriors defense is unbelievable. And he just ruins opponents regularly in a way that nobody else can. He he can ruin a, a point guard on a possession. He can ruin a 
big on a possession. Sometimes he does it with multiple positions on the same play. I, I think he only has one defensive player of the year award, yeah. right? He lost a which, couple to Kawhi, lost which, one to Dre or to Rudy. Like, yeah, it's time to get him a second. He does. He deserves at least two at this point. All right, Marcus, I'm giving you $500 of James Edward, the third's peacoat money. Who you got? Does he have to sell the peacoat? He has to sell the peacoat. And oh, then, yeah, it's, tough day. yeah, it's a, it's a rough so one. If he's selling that peacoat, I should get at least 800 out of it. <laughs> Depends on what subway I sell it at. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Draymond. It's all about narrative and we already created a narrative for Draymond. Wow. Right? Like, uh, it's already done. Yeah, it's like, pretty he's, much he's done. He's a defensive player of the year. Rudy can't win again. Rudy won't win again. <laughs> that's going to be what happened that's in the playoffs. That's going to be a tough one, man. Dude. As good as he's been. Yeah. But then you see, you see the Jazz without him. And you're like, oh man, like that's what they look like without him. Like he he is hugely important. He's awesome, but Draymond's the best defender in the league this year. By the way, speaking of Draymond, um, one of the worst decisions he could have made is going in there for seven seconds. It, like I get the sentiment to to go in there and and you wanted to start when Clay start, but if you're not playing, it's kind of meaningless. AC Green. Okay. Like it doesn't, that's not doing anything for us. Like I think he messed up his averages. Plus he apparently cost sports books millions of dollars by leaving that way. That's tough, man. Terrible decision oh, all around. You're, you're going to cry for the sports books. I'm crying for the people you're going to cry for the sports. I'm crying for his averages more than anything. Draymond doesn't care about his averages. That's not he- true. He doesn't care Marcus, about his averages. Marcus, if he cared, he, he wouldn't. He I'm wouldn't not have saying it's his priority. That was a care. gesture to Clay. It wasn't like it's an empty Clay gesture. Was going to be I so it, sad I think if it he didn't start. But it's I'm willing to to ruin my averages a little bit. Hate it. I just want to be out Terrible. there sharing that moment. And there are plenty more moments to come because this Warriors team is going to win the title. Terrible. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I definitely get it. The reason it makes sense is because leading up to it, like he was just so excited about it, right? So, so the reason it makes sense, I could see why he's like, man, you got to give me something, right? At least let me be in the starting lineup with him. It was still kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, just be on the bench with him. Right? Super like, weird. <laughs> Super weird. It's it not was, like he was, wasn't in the building. Like you, you're going to yeah, be there. Was, and then, by the way, you come back, it's like, hey, we got a game tonight where Draymond and Steph and Claire are going to start to go, you can market that. Yeah, just it's it was yeah, it was where it was a it was an emotional decision. It wasn't a logical one at no. all. Like like Clay made a logical decision when he didn't go to New York for yes. Steph's three point thing, right? Like you know, you know Clay wanted to be there. Steph's got the jersey up, but he's like, Listen, I'm trying to get back. So you could tell you know, maybe that, Draymond that, was that just trying just, to send Clay a message, like this is how we support teammates in big mm, moments, Clay. Yeah, yeah. And you should have been there. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Maybe now there. Now I'm back in the little controversy. Now I'm back in Dang. absolutely all right you're on notice clay okay draymond's willing to sacrifice are you trade deadline coming Mm -hmm. up too trade deadline coming up that's a big contract you know maybe is available (laughs) tobias harris is available you know you know how you match 80 million dollars you throw 40 up on one player you have a couple of 40s right there all right Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm. 
Now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Take five. The big disappointment. As we near the halfway point of the season, it's a good time to take a look around the league and identify the teams that have not exactly lived up to expectations. The big disappointments, we shall call them today. We know all about the trials of LeBron and the Lakers. Damian Lillard and the Blazers are obviously another one. The Wolves always end up being this. The Kings always end up on this list. So Marcus, player, coach, front office, team, what's your 2022 big disappointment? Atlanta Hawks. Mm. I really, I thought, they would be the third or fourth best team in the in the East. Like, I didn't buy that with the Knicks. I never believed Portland. I didn't think Portland was this bad, but I never thought Portland was great, right. right? It's like, you know. How does Atlanta look like they looked last year in the playoffs and now are five games under 500 with, like, not much hope? You know, like, it's they yeah. had the Bucks it's on the wild. Ropes. They had the Bucks <laughs> on the ropes. If Trey Young doesn't like, turn his ankle, he, they probably end up in the finals. They could have went to the finals. Yeah. Like it's wild how far they've fallen and how fast and how hopeless it feels. Mm-hmm. Like Cam Reddish looks way better, and somehow they're worse. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Travis like, Schlenk, I don't understand. Travis Schlenk went on the radio in Atlanta and said, "I don't know if I should have brought these dudes back." <laughs> yeah, I just don't. What? I don't That's, understand. Like this is that wild to me. That is a wild thing to say on the radio. Hey, you know, Travis, he don't know how to not say what he thinking either. Yeah, exactly. So, That's something. <laughs> That's PR's fault yes, for putting him on yeah, the you radio. Not let him go on that show. <laughs> that is something where if that had come out in like a leaked tape, we would have been like, oh man, Travis like stepped in it. No, he jumped in it willingly, willingly. Yep. Yeah, he wanted Yo, to go there. He wanted Palenka to let everybody that. know <laughs> that the, these idiots he brought back have yeah. not lived up to expectations. Uh, Jay, what about you? What's your big disappointment of 2022? I, I'm going to go with the Blazers. At, because the Hawks, I feel like the Hawks, I felt like there was some regression coming. Mm-hmm. And then the Eastern Conference is, is so much better. Like the Cavs, the Heat are just so, so much better that it was going to be tough. For Atlanta to stay, even in the four or five seed, even if they played well, the Blazers, like, they've just crumbled. And I actually think it'll be a good thing for them long term because it makes it obvious they need to move on. They need to change everything, basically. Um, But they just haven't even been competitive. And, And I know some of it's injuries. But you watch that team, and even when Dane plays, even when C.J. McCollum was playing, it was just a lifeless team that seemed to know, like, our time is up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that to happen so soon. I I definitely didn't expect it to happen this year. I, I thought they would be competitive, um, and they just haven't been. I'm with you. This is great for the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably the best thing that could have possibly happened yeah. for them to make it abundantly clear, highlight it, underline it, everything. Like, this core is broken. And they needed that because this core hasn't been good enough and probably was never going to be good enough uh, for years. But now they know. At least they know. I'm gonna give but you the mine. problem is Dame knows it too. <laughs> yeah, well, Dame, yeah, Dame's not, a, Dame's not an idiot. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough the one. That's the problem. Like, if, if, if you did have a chance to rebuild around Dame, and maybe you still do. Like, 
he's sitting there looking at this mess like I'm not sure my coach is any good. I'm not sure that my teammates are any good. I'm not sure my organization has any idea. No, here's the thing. He knows they're not. <laughs> it's not, I'm yeah. not sure. He knows they're not. Let me give you mine. It's the entire Toronto Raptors organization. It has nothing to do with the play on the court. I'm a big fan. They're surging. They're I wasn't doing a good thing. This one. It's not Masai Ujiri, any moves he's made. It's that Wednesday, it's that Tuesday night. You had Devin Booker complain about a Raptor mascot behind the basket. And what happened? They caved. They moved, they they moved, moved the mascot. In a night where there's an empty gym or a full gym, it doesn't matter. That mascot could be there. We've seen the Houston Rockets bear mascot thing, which makes sense for a rocket. We've seen them pop out of trash cans before. We've seen fans flash people. We've seen signs that are inappropriate. We've seen, you know, that one weird guy in Portland who's like kind of putting a hex on him. We've seen the weird guy in in Brooklyn that's putting a hex on him. We've seen so many things. And what did the Raptors do? They said, oh, sorry, Mr. Booker. Let's move this Raptor out of the way. No, they should have put him on a ladder. They should have put him on top of the damn backboard at that point, have him resting on the shot clock. I cannot believe the Raptors gave in. It makes me question my whole belief in this team this season. Is Fred Van Vliet a, an all-star at this point? I don't know. They moved the Raptor. Is Scotty Barnes a rookie of the year? I don't know. They moved the Raptor. You don't give in to Devin Booker's complaints there. Devin Booker's laughed about afterwards. Knew he got away with complaining about absolutely nothing. Full gym, empty gym. The Raptors should be there, and the Raptors should be doing some weird shit back there. And is there is there any other reason to just say screw you, Devin no, Booker? No, like what? It's not You're like worried he's not, not like he'll be back. We don't want to upset exactly. him. He's gonna come back. If you see him again, it'll be in the finals, yes. which means you won, yes, right? Like you I don't. Won. Exactly. Why are you came into you Devin can't Booker? Give in right there. I want a <laughs> I want an apology from the Raptors organization to Raptors fans out there who weren't allowed in the building and then hey, weren't man. allowed their Raptor the, mascot to mess with hey, Devin man, Booker. They, Come on, man. They 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 certified lover boys, man. They ain't about. To, they ain't trying to fight. No, man. They're those those real Toronto Raptors that, fans, they are they are ready to fight. They are ready the, to throw down. The real loser in that was Devin Booker. He had a chance for an incredible moment. Mm-hmm. Like if he had hit the two free throws and then started cussing out the Raptor, yeah. the whole world would have loved him. Oh, Instead, he was out there like Lee Westwood. Just bitching at, at fans Lee in the Westwood. crowd for being too loud. Yeah, I went to the U.S. Open golf tournament <laughs> one time, and Lee Westwood was just what? just mad yo, as hell at I fans the whole time. I was like, yo, this is a moment I, I miss, whatever. It's just some old random private he said moment. Lee Westwood, I thought, is this a TV character or is he mean the golfer? I thought Westwood, it was a golfer. Man. I know he's a he's golfer, a but I didn't make I any I thought sense. it was from Westworld or something. Oh I was God. like, maybe I didn't see that episode. That's he, good. he went full Lee Westwood, man. Well, what a fantastic it's sad, it's sad way. To go fully yeah, no, that's it's cliche for a reason, Jay. I, I'm with you. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's point of contention. Don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors plus minus anything is potable. Down to dunk, no dunks. Blue guys, Sixers beat, Forum Forum Club, game notes, and of course Michelle Beadle's podcast. What did I miss? For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Jay Doyle, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time. And once again, it's January 13th. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.